Hey you, you are now listening to Awesome Mixtape Volume 1 with DJ Pre. And in this episode, I interview DJ Mel SF, who is out from the San Francisco Bay Area. We get behind the scenes with him as well as talks about jump rope. So what is that all about? You'll have to listen up. Okay. All right. Enjoy the interview. More. Um, Relax. I mean, I only did it like twice, literally. And it was very similar to like an IG live experience, right? So I, you know, propped up the camera in a certain angle the way I did when I used to stream on IG live. And then I was able to kind of pipe in the music through the, uh, my controller. So at least it was good quality sound. Um, so it was, yeah, I would say it was very similar to an experience doing an IG live stream from my phone. Hmm, okay. Because um, there was something, I haven't checked out Kumu yet, but there was something else that somebody had showed me and it was crazy. Like there's so much going on. And, um, uh, you know, it's like different kinds of like words, but kind of similar, but saying like, okay, you twitch for so long and then they pay you in whatever it is. Um, but when I logged in, it was just like, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I can even find it right now. <laughs> like Sorry. a lot of stuff going on or what? <laughs> yeah, I would say even more so than Twitch. Yeah, Kumu, they, they're very like similar to Twitch, right? Um, the interface is very similar if you're like a front end user. And you, instead of giving bits, it's like holo holo and different like types of Filipino foods that are equivalent to to money, right? They have digital currency on there too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the same, the same concept for sure. Oh man, you were talking about food earlier. My goodness. Okay. Seriously, do you have all that stuff going on in your house right now? <laughs> no, not right now. Oh, okay. I'm like, Whoa. I just try to, <laughs> try to paint the picture. <laughs> Yum. Oh my goodness. Like what but would yeah, be? Um, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like, what would be like uh, typical Filipino food? Like what would be? Yeah, no, the, the stuff that I was, I was talking about before is like pancit palabok, which is you know, noodles, uh, lumpia, Shanghai, which would probably be like the pork and shrimp, um, kind of like egg rolls. But mm -hmm. we also went plant-based too this year. So we even mm -hmm. took it one step further. So we're doing a lot of like impossible foods beyond beyond meats. Um, the only mm -hmm. thing that I couldn't give up is dairy. I, there's just one thing about like cheese. I just can't get, can't get rid of it for some weird reason. Everything else was easy, you know, like red meat, and even seafood was really easy for me. And I used to love seafood. I used to be pescatarian for years. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so that would be lumpia, pancit, um, some type of like beef dish, like uh, we, like bistec. Used to be called bistec when I used to eat it. Um, and then a whole bunch of starches, right? Rice, garlic rice, regular white rice, steamed mm -hmm. rice. Yeah. That's just how a typical Filipino party is, but it's just abundance of food. And, and of course they, they make you eat every time you come, you have to eat. Even if you just came from another party and you ate, you have to eat every single time. I love that type of hospitality. It makes you feel mm -hmm. very warm and welcome. Yeah, no, it's, and it's definitely a mist because we always have like an annual Christmas party. And this year, of course, because of COVID, we're all having just a direct immediate family right now. So it's much smaller. Mm -hmm. Oh, you were saying that you were working for a company? You had a company that you worked for? 
oh, before? Well, I was work, I was working for a tech company and then I got laid off for because of COVID. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. Any chance, like how's that company going? Like, is it still, is it gonna survive COVID? Yeah, it's it's actually an um, iPad point of sale company. So if you ever go to like to a shop and you pay like on an iPad, that's probably our company. Uh, mm -hmm. So they're doing fine. I think the reason why that they did even a furlough in the first place is because they over projected how bad COVID was going to be mm -hmm. to the uh, overall economy. And I think they overshot it. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of us didn't get our jobs back because of that. Mm. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, when when did you start going on to over to Twitch? Literally that week. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was before then. Uh, when we were just in a regular furlough, I didn't even know what Twitch was. I mean, I knew of it as a gaming platform, um, and very few of my friends were were even on it yet. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew of it, but I was kind of avoiding it. I was kind of a, uh, I wasn't ready to jump because of, I think most most of the guys here said it's because we already kind of had a built-in crowd on, you know, Facebook or on IG, and we really wanted to kind of stick to that platform as long as possible. Uh, because it was a little easier. Mm -hmm. I, I, but if I had known what I knew now, back then, then I would have jumped on Twitch, you know, that minute, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it takes a while for people to, you know, trust um, like a new process of things. Like what made you, like I, I read what you wrote on your Instagram, which I'd like to share with people when they get into the yeah, room totally. I loved it. Um, but, you know, for yourself, what was, uh, like I read it and, but like, I want some more of like the behind, like what really made you do that switch finally? And you're like, ah, okay, let me give this a try. Well, I, I mentioned in the post, my brother really um, was a, a big influence. He's, I, I love our dynamic because I always tell people, um, we're both brothers that both pursue DJing. We both still currently DJ and we never fought over records. We never fought over music and we never competed because he always was in one direction. He was more of the like neo soul, kind of more eclectic, more uh, funk, and you know, I was I was top forty guy. I was Radio Mel since I was born, so it was great because we always kind of had that uh, those different paths, but the same same um, you know love for DJing, and um, so I always call him Erica Badu, and I'm Ja Rule because I was <laughs> always the the top forty guy. Um, and he, he actually, the only reason why he went on there was because he, I think he was asked to do a, a special guest set for a friend, something like that. I forgot what the actual event was for, but he got on it. Um, and then shortly after when I started to constantly get uh, banned and booted from these other platforms, he just says, just, just do it. Like you really just make the jump and stop even trying to get on Facebook or IG live. Um, and that, that's who really influenced me is my brother. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Is he going to be in the chat today? I hope so. He, yeah, he's still, he's working, but I, I should text him real quick. Yeah. That'd be great to have him in. Yeah. I would love to actually interview him and you too together. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, these links I made up for everybody, um, people are writing in about each other. Um, but yeah, uh, they are now. I apologize. <laughs> I try to be nice and firm here. This is good for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, today I'll be more present. I mean, unfortunately, I think last week I only caught like decade and a, a couple other guys. So I think today I'll be a lot more present for the interviews. 
for sure. Are you, do you want us to, to to chime in on the interview itself or just on their on their DJ sets as well? Oh yeah, just like in general, like uh, you know what you see about them. Um, anything that like would be like constructive for them to you know just we're all here uh, for a while, you know, we're not going to be here forever. So in the meantime, while we've got each other all in the same kind of like area, why not share that piece of advice to advance you and whatever it is, you know, like, uh, hey, bro, um, I noticed that something, something, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, think about this, still do you, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, but um, something like that, or, you know, I heard your interview and then, um, you know, you talked about this stuff, um that was really great thank you you know a lot, a lot of people don't talk about that stuff that's some stuff i've read on some other people's um links um and uh you know there's talking about tools and tech and stuff like that yeah there's like a lot of conversation about that but uh also just being a dj and who you are as a person is a huge uh interest for me and i'm sure it's a lot for other people like um i mean just it's so interesting to hear about that really is a huge one for me. Um, people stopping to like stopping drinking. That's yeah. such a huge um, problem. A lot of people don't talk about it, but I mean, I was watching from Twitch to Twitch to Twitch and it could just be the people that I was following, but uh, there was a lot of heavy substance going on and um, oh, it's yeah. cool. You know, you're going at home, whatever, but how do you feel the next day? Yeah. I'm worried, you know? Oh my God. That's that's the funny thing is I don't think I would be able to be this successful on Twitch if it had I been still drinking. Because of all the parties I've DJed on Twitch or I've seen on Twitch as well, like there's like, you know, shot clocks and all this stuff. Um, I probably wouldn't have been able to wake up the next day or been in, uh, motivated to keep streaming the way that, you know, the amount of, like I, I stream like five days a week. I don't think I'd been able to do that after the first week of parties. Right? <laughs> so. I, I do encourage, you know, like hydration, you know, like, so I kind of flip it on them sometimes saying like, you know, whatever you, whatever your drink of choice, you know, let's cheers to that. And I'll always show them I'm drinking water or tea or a Coke zero or whatever. Um, and it, cause I know there's people that don't drink and I kind of want to give them an opportunity to still kind of celebrate and still be part of the party without have, it, having to be a truly or a shot of whiskey, you know? Mm -hmm. And do you feel that, uh, you know, um, people feel that they are pressured that they need to fall into that type of culture or they can just do what you want? Hey, Irv, yeah, rate. <laughs> is, it, is it rating now? I can't tell. Yeah, the raid is happening oh, awesome. right now. Right on. Yay, welcome to the room. Um, yeah, I think in real life, mm -hmm. it's a little harder. But I mean, as far as Twitch, I think as long as you're authentic with who you are, and your channel and however you want to present yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I talk about sobriety um, not as much as I do on my jump rope page, but I do talk about it at least once a week. Um, so I think, yeah, there's definitely a way to approach it in a, in a, a way that it's not just preachy, right? like you're on your soapbox. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're able to kind of like um, intertwine it into your, into your um, channel in a tasteful way, I think you know, anybody can present it in a way that's effective. I like the way you presented it. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. So hello, everyone. Welcome to this room. We are 
interviewing DJ Mel SF and he's got a lot to share with us today. And um, we have just been talking for the last uh, 10, 15 minutes here, but there's so much. I would love to bring him back on again, but with his DJ brother as well. So if you guys don't know, his brother DJs as well. So we're gonna bring them in back for a second interview. Um, but first off, uh, if you guys are not following him on Instagram, you must. Uh, there is a post that he wrote in there, and uh, I'd like you to maybe share that with us, uh, what you wrote, because I really, I loved it. Mel. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, Pri, thank you so much for having me, and a uh, shout out to everybody in the chat, like Decade, I see you, Mr. Go DJ, everybody who, who represented earlier. It was, it was kind of a trip, because I didn't know kind of how, to, how it was going to work out as being the opener today. I was just hoping, like, a few people would show up and luckily my friend uh chung tech aka shrimps in space she rated us uh so that's awesome shout out to um shrimps in space uh, so yeah just you know just being an opener trying to have uh, at least a, a good amount of people present which was nice but yeah like like uh she was saying i i posted um a post last night because i hit a, a thousand followers and i i really wanted to kind of just thank you thank you um just wanted to kind of speak about my um, experience starting off on Twitch. You know, I, I mentioned that in the beginning, I was kind of hanging on for dear life on the other platforms like Facebook Live and IG Live. And I think just based on the interviews that I saw last week, a lot of us were kind of feeling the same way. Like we all kind of had built-in crowds. We already had the people that were following us on IG. Um, I kept trying to hang on to IG Live, even though I was getting booted every single day or you know those warning messages every single time he's play uh, copyrighted music so uh, i really felt that um i wasn't really going to jump onto twitch until my brother really influenced me to kind of make that jump also my friend jenny lou she she was um she's a gamer from twitch and she even because she knows me just as a dj she says you really have to just stick on twitch and, and drop Facebook and um, IG Live, same with my brother. And the reason why I, I even really knew about Twitch is my brother did like a guest spot for a friend or he did like some type of fundraiser back in April. And April was kind of, I think, when a lot of the DJs started to feel that pressure from the other platforms, right? And saying like, gosh, it's just such a terrible experience. You keep getting booted. You gotta wait for your friends to come back on and if they come back online. So I think because of that first, that first encounter, uh, with my brother, um, seeing him actually DJing live and seeing people engage in the chat is like, that's when I really uh, made that change was in mid to late April. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have a question here. Who is his brother? Oh, Yanta One, thank you. Um, his name is Living Proof SF. Um, I could, I'll put his name in the chat, but he is also my, um, my, my older brother. <laughs> uh, and he's a great DJ. And he has a really cool show on Sundays um, from 5 p.m. to 8. Mm, very good. Yeah. And very I was telling good. Pri how we, we never competed um, as kids when we were growing up. He was very more eclectic. He was more into soul, funk, uh, disco, and um, neo-soul type stuff. And I was always the top 40 kid, right? I was always into pop top 40. I always wanted to be in radio when I grew up. Um, I had my favorite, you know, radio channel that I would, radio station that I listened to religiously, KML. 
uh, as a child. And if you look at my logo pre, it says Mel Jams. That is actually the logo for the radio station that I grew up to called KMEL. And KMEL Jams is their logo, as their bumper sticker, is KMEL Jams. So all I did is I just I dropped the K, and that's my logo. Very cool. Yeah. Something that actually, inspired you, and you kept it in your logo. That's very neat. Yeah, yeah. I actually had the bumper sticker on my desk when I'd study. And I took an X-Acto knife, and I cut off the K. And I was looked at it as a kid saying, you know, that's going to be my logo one day. I don't know when, but I know it's going to be incorporated. Um, and then, of course, now on Twitch, that's my logo. Very cool. That's so awesome. Um, are you big onto uh, vision boards? I am, at, I am not, actually. No. No. I just okay. have a wide imagination, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made it come true. <laughs> yes, that was, that was awesome. Shout out to Leroy and David. He's the one who actually made it come come true. He's the designer. I just, um, you know, shout out also to my wife, of, of course. She's like, why don't you use that as well? Because I'd always talk about it in the past. So he made it come to life. She's the one who inspired me to actually uh, pull the trigger and find a designer to make it. Oh, wow. And how did this all, when did this all happen? Right when I found out um, that my stream on Twitch was lacking, I guess you could say it is to, uh, in the beginning. I was in the post that I mentioned, my original um, streams were just of me and my DJ equipment and a fake house plant in front of my mixer. And that was kind of like what the background was. Mm -hmm. So I really didn't think it was important to me to have like any type of branding. I think I was just mm -hmm. gonna just have me on there. So once I started to realize like, you know, you kind of need to have at least a logo or some type of branding to show who you are. And then um, at the very least, uh, that's where everything kind of got started was the logo. So for different people, you know, coming onto the Twitch platform, um, you know, some people have been, well, for most of us, actually, we go on and we have an idea of what it is. And as we keep streaming and we learn some things and pick up some things, what are those things that have you picked up along your way through the Twitch journey? Well, I think it's more about um, discovering who you are as a streamer, really, first of all. I think um, you're very vulnerable um, behind that camera or in front of that camera and um, a lot of us, it's kind of hard to kind of figure out um, who you are. <laughs> it's, and it's, I think, um, the moment that I realized that there is no kind of like facade or no kind of like, you can't really front when you're streaming um, in front of a camera. You really have to be authentic to yourself. You really have to do you. And I know a lot of people say that, like, you know, just be yourself. Um, but that's hard. That's really hard sometimes because as DJs, Whenever we're at a club or in real life events, we're we're always the person that brings the party, right? And in Twitch, it's not necessarily it doesn't translate exactly the same way. You know, you can't always be like this party rocker five days a week if you stream five days a week. It's it's exhausting, right? You know, just by putting on that kind of face and just being that. So I think um, there are going to be days where like like today we celebrated the one thousand where I'm going to want to party and 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 have fun and and kind of um, emulate that. But I think the moment that you really are comfortable with who you are in front of that camera is, is the time when I, I realize that I can be successful on Twitch. It's just, um, just being myself. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And, um, you know, you had mentioned something in your stream today, which, uh, I, I loved, 
Um, you had mentioned, hey, we have a ton of Hennessy. However, um, <laughs> I've been um, sober for so long. Uh, we had just touched on it a little bit before everybody came into this room. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, no, and, and my stream, you know, I, I was talking about you guys coming to a Filipino party today. So it was the whole theme today was a, a Christmas party celebration to celebrate 1K. Um, and a typical, thank you, and a typical Filipino party, you know, you would first of all have to take off your shoes, um, get cozy, you know, feel at home, um, but also eat our food. So it'd be like lumpia Shanghai, which is Filipino egg rolls, lumpia, um, what's it called? Uh, Pansit Palabok, which is our version of like noodles, um, a whole bunch of steam rice, you know, so, you know, it's just a big celebration, but I also mentioned that, you know, there'd always be alcohol, there'd always be Hennessy also at the house. And, um, you know, in a, a different life, yes, I would be drinking, but I, I have actually uh, been sober for a year and a half now. I, I chose to kind of make a, a lifestyle change after my 40th birthday in 2018. So December, 2018, um, I made a conscious decision to, to stop drinking completely. Uh, but before that, I, I, I booked, you know, one final blowout for my 40th birthday. I rented out a nightclub called Hello Stranger in Oakland, California. Uh, rented it out on a, a Sunday, invited all my best friends, all my DJ friends, and just, you know, one last blowout. And after that, um, I changed my lifestyle. And I didn't, I didn't quite stop drinking yet after that, but I started uh, to turn over New Leaf and start uh, a new fitness program uh, by jumping rope every day. So I, I started a jump rope um, Instagram page and I basically recorded every single jump rope workout that I did to hold myself accountable. So it was like a daily journal pretty much of as a beginner. And then around April rolled around and I realized, you know, the diet was a little bit better, but because I was still drinking beer and I was still drinking alcohol, it was still holding me back. So I, I, I opted to also completely go sober in April. And uh, I haven't had a drink since. I haven't done any drugs, alcohol, anything in almost two years. So I'm pretty proud of that. Whoa, that, that is incredible because it is so incredibly hard to stick to something like that. How, like when, do you, when you had cravings, I guess, for you know um, drinking, what would you do? What? It was just telling yourself no. Well, I mean, it's that I'm. It's weird because I'm kind of like the cold turkey guy. Like, I can't, I can't be like, you know, I'm gonna have five this week, and then next week I'll have four, and then three. I, I can't do that. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the um, tough love kind of guy. But I, I think I wouldn't have been able to succeed if I hadn't replaced it with something um, better, like fitness and like jumping rope. So, if the thing is, I kind of changed my obsession from you know partying and all that stuff to you know fitness and jumping rope. So I kind of changed that because you know a lot of us are A type personalities, a lot of us are you know have addictive personalities, but I just kind of changed that and wrapped my head around fitness. And I think that's what really helped me because um, that that helped me get through the hard times when I was craving. Mm -hmm. And what uh, what what made you pick jump rope instead of a different exercise? Well, sadly, I was really into um, CrossFit at the time. And I really wanted that to be uh, my fitness of choice, but I hurt myself trying to catch a clean 
Um, so the the bar uh, on the uh, the barbell hit my wrist in a, in an odd way. I kind of lost focus for a split second. I try to catch it. It bounced off my wrist. It didn't break my wrist, but oh my I strained God. it. Oh um, yeah. So I was I was sidelined from CrossFit. Um, I still love it. I still I just don't do it as much anymore. But um, a few months after that, my my wrist was good enough to use uh, for a jump rope, but not for you know other physical activity. And one of my good friends, Joel, said, you know, why don't you just pick up a rope and use that in the time for the time being to get back to you know cross uh, crossfitting. Um, and I just got hooked. I got hooked, and I just didn't stop jumping. And I jumped. I jumped for six straight months in 2019. So it's wow. every single day for half a year, and I and I and I basically uh, recorded every single workout uh, on my Instagram page to hold cool. myself accountable. Yeah. Whoa, that is so crazy! What great yeah. goals and accomplishments! And yeah, how awesome. long would you go for jump rope? What was your? I think at the time when I was like super super on top of it, it was at least one hour a day. Wow, it, it wasn't straight. I mean, the whole workout would be an hour so you, there'd be breaks in between but yeah i was really really obsessed with it in the beginning mm -hmm. and um actually really great news guys because of that instagram account uh share mel Etha. <laughs> yeah yeah um it's i was asked uh, three months ago to be an affiliate to buddy lee jump ropes and uh buddy lee is one of like the number one jump rope makers in the world and he's actually an olympian he was actually an olympic i think wrestler in the 70s. So um, he asked me, he he watched, so the thing is I, I hurt my knee. That's the first time I ever got injured. Um, uh, from and, and the thing is, I, I don't think I got injured from jumping rope three months ago. I did a running challenge for 30 days. And I think because of pounding the pavement is how I injured my knee. So I not only was jumping, I was running. So I was sidelined for three months, but Buddy Lee um, hit me up on IG and he said, Hey, you know, I love what you're doing. I've been following you and your and your page, and we would like you to be an affiliate. And I accepted. So I I'm gonna start posting more on um, jumping rope pretty soon. So I'm pretty excited about that. Ah, that's craziness. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so. And rad. there he is, my my brother, Living Proof SF. There he is in the chat. Here we go. So Thanks for being here. Ah, there we go. Yes, thank you for being here. I'm gonna have you two on sometime in the future. So be prepared for that. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, well, um, sorry, now I've totally like lost the what I was saying. <laughs> but yeah, having you having to make those goals and achieving them, I mean, that's so super inspirational. I find that uh, the stick-to-itiveness of uh, doing those kinds of things um, is incredible hard work. Uh, I, I feel that by you changing uh, your habits there, it must give you so much more energy to stream, uh, much more energy to do other, you know, DJ related stuff because DJ stuff is super strenuous in so many ways, mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. I agree, I agree. And I think in, in real life gigs, I think that's what I kind of uh, m mistook that for, you know, partying, you know, before I said, before I'd always have to equate some type of nightlife with a drink, you know, I'd have to like, well, you know, where's my drink tickets? Or, you know, what am I gonna have a drink before I can get started? I can't even, you know, start my set without, you know, getting a little loose. So I think now that, you know, we're streaming at home, um, I think it's a lot easier now to stay focused because of my sobriety. Um, 
because of that um, experience and that journey through jump rope has actually helped me be stronger here on Twitch because mentally, I think it's harder to, to stream on days when you don't feel like streaming. You know, there's days where I can just kind of half-ass jumping and not really break a sweat, but I still jumped, right? I still I still raised my 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 um, heart rate. With streaming, it's I, there's a lot of days where I'm I was there just streaming to like three people, um, and I could have just said, you know what, I'm not going to do it tomorrow. You know, I, I don't want to do it. So I think uh, mentally it had prepared me because um, I really stuck to streaming five days a week, and I haven't missed a day. I actually stream six or seven days now because, because of uh, being asked to do these uh, events on the weekend, which is awesome. Um, mm -hmm. But I think because of my jump rope experience and knowing that I've been able to do that uh, physically, that uh, setting goals on Twitch has become a little bit easier because of that. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, like uh, here, we agree with you, DJ Andreas Antonio, Twitch is way harder than club DJing. For sure. And mm -hmm. how would it be hard for yourself? I know how it's hard for me and um, for Andreas Antonio, I'm going to guess, but I should have you on this interview or an interview soon too. But for you, Mel? Well, I, I think it's a different dynamic too, because I was, I don't know if you were here in the pre-show, Andres, but um, you're not always going to be the party rocker on Twitch, right? Uh, for a lot of the gigs that I would do in real life, they'd be nightclubs, you know, and I'd always... Uh, take pride in knowing how to move the crowd, you know how to you know use the mic to my advantage and and just know how to bring them up, know how to bring them down. And a lot of times it's just knowing how to party rock a crowd at the end once it's like prime time. But I think here in Twitch, um, I've seen a lot of really good DJs kind of approach their their stream like that, and it's exhausting. You know what I mean? Like you can't always just be like on ten all the time, and you don't have to be. I think what I realize is you don't have to be on ten all the time if you're streaming. I think it just depends on your mood and it depends on what you play like, you know, what you feel like playing that day. So that's why I think um, I was able to create different themes. You know, every day I stream, I would have some type of a theme, whether it's a different type of genre or if it's a different overlay and stuff like that. So um, one thing that's become popular is I do a show called KOIT, which is like an easy listening radio station here in the Bay Area. So it's like, um, less talk, you know, or like uh, soft rock, less talk. <laughs> so um, I was, I would start doing that on my morning shows and kind of emulating like, um, you know, traffic reports and how they talk about the weather and like, you know, and, and that was, that would be like, I don't think you could ever get, pull that off in a nightclub, but you could pull that off in Twitch, right? So just being kind of mellow, doing soft rock and chill. Um, and you can and you can really approach Twitch the way you want it, whatever you know, whatever you feel like that day, where you you don't you could never get away with that at a club. Mm -hmm. Yes, totally. And uh, on that note, uh, your bro here, nightlife can be a very toxic environment. Mm -hmm. What have you experienced in toxicity in um, in nightclubs versus Twitch? Do you feel like there's any toxicity in Twitch right now, or? Um I, I'm, I mean, not, I'm not, I not trying to push anything. Yeah, I, I don't want to like call anybody out, but I mean, I feel like there's a lot of DJs there that um, that I see uh, promote. I, I would say just promote kind of the things that we're used to promoting in real life. And I think you don't really have to do that because I think in the clubs, it's easy 
to be that way because obviously more club owners want to just give you drink tickets than actually pay you. So <laughs> I'm always kind of waiting for like, oh, where's my drink? Um, but on Twitch, like, you know, we have shot clocks and stuff like that, and I'm totally okay with that. Um, but I think on mine, the way that I can control it is kind of change the narrative on mine. And I don't, I don't have a shot clock, but I always have some type of drink to drink like water or tea or, or Coke Zero. And whenever I feel like celebrating, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a cheers every now and then, uh, especially on the weekends. So I, I really want to welcome anybody who wants to just be there present and engage and be in the chat. Um, but it's okay to also have a non-alcoholic beverage as well. So I don't, I don't really get on my soapbox when it comes to that with my streams, but I always, I mention it from time to time uh, for my stream, because that makes sense to me to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. And why are people, uh, you know, why are, why are people resistant to be uh, seen as being on a soapbox, even when you're just kind of being yourself? So how do people make that distinction that that's you, but then you're not preachy, but you're self-censoring yourself? There's like, a, you know, a lot here to, you know, do and figure out and be, you know, be yourself but don't do this and don't do that and do that. Right. How do you feel about that? Well, I think with me, um, because it's COVID and it's such a, such a strange time in the world, like if it was, a, if it was just like perfect time when there's no COVID, I, would, I probably would be a little bit more uh, preachy, I guess you'd say. Um, but I think people are feeling uh, totally different things and I think they're allowed to feel that way. So if, if, they, if they need to, you know, show it by drinking or show it or like, you know, I don't know, have a drink or two or 10 uh, to feel a certain way uh, during this time, then I, I think that's okay. I mean, I know that may lead to bad things, but I am not, I am not going to, I'm going to be a little bit more sensitive, especially during COVID right now, uh, because uh, everybody has, you know, a lot of um, issues that they're dealing with that I don't know of. So I kind of try to keep my stream as positive as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Um, and on that note, I don't want to uh, dismiss anybody's uh, comments here, but yes, lots of DJs put in a lot of time into their streams here. Uh, tech, for sure. Um, arguing with yourself, should I add this? Would people like this look, this overlay up so late at night to perfect everything? Uh, had to take a step back and say, what I got is okay and take it easy. So, oh, and what's this here? Um, I added the make me dab points button, not just to engage the crowd, but continue. Nice. Yeah, get me to That's stretch. Dope. I like that one. Yeah, and uh, I like that one. I, I had a, um, a body roll, <laughs> the body roll challenge. I think it was like 5,000 points to make me body roll. But then I'd have to, I had to raise it up because <laughs> I had to set a limit. So you guys, uh, if you guys have challenges, make sure you set a limit. If it's a challenge you don't want to do more than once on your stream, like me, I set a, max of two body rolls per stream because <laughs> people are abusing it um and i also want to do like a jump rope cam when i can uh when i when i'm fully healed i'll actually try to point a camera outside because i actually um have a, a side door that that leads to my backyard which cool. i can actually point the camera to so hopefully one day there will be an actual jump rope cam but yeah i think i think doing th fun things like that those different challenges really enhance your stream as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, so body roll, can you talk more about that? I don't know what the body roll is myself. Uh, 
I, I think Might when I, in real life, I, I would always body roll when I'm like uh, actually DJing. Just like a fun like body roll like this, you know, nothing like, there's a lot of good body rollers out there, you know, like about the oh, finger guns, the gotcha. finger gun. Oh, you know, gotcha. Gun. All so right. I made that part of my stream. So just to kind of get some type of engagement, not only just engagement with the chat, but also just to kind of do something fun um, for them. Uh, and just to kind of poke fun at myself too, because it's not like the, it's not the best dance in the world. It's just kind of funny to me. Ah, uh, I think that's a good yeah. one. I think this is a great one. Thank you for showing us yeah, that. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, uh, yeah, so that one. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I was going to ask you, what impact will Twitch have in your business or your life in the next twelve months? Uh, that's a good question. I think, uh, like most of us uh, have said in the past, it's it's not going to be uh, the only f source of income. I know that for sure. I, I, I think I'm leaning on towards a lot of the folks that have talked about like uh, Twitch will help us maybe upgrade our setups, perhaps. I mean, I, I got a computer and it's but and Twitch is currently paying that computer off. But not like it's not like every month I can get a computer. It's like installments. So like honestly, it's it's um it's a lot of hard work. Um so really you really just have to be passionate about what you're doing and you really can't approach it. Um, as uh, as your only money maker, uh, and the, and that's for me for a person that has the time uh, that can dedicate my time every day, because currently I'm not working. Uh, you know I'm unemployed right now, so I have you know the time to do that um, before and after. So not only do the stream itself, but also prepare for it, and also post highlights afterwards. It's like a real job, really. <laughs> I spend like six to eight hours a day on it at times. You sure do, yeah. And um, well, you're in it for the long game, right? You see a lot of value of it coming out of it post COVID. I, I think so. I mean, I, I really think we're going to be um, in this kind of situation for a lot longer than a lot of DJs think. I think uh, people think come January first, all of a sudden everything's going to be all brand new uh, again, and we're going to go back out to the clubs. I think um, a lot of our my friends right now are slowly going back to to DJing open air events. But it's about to be winter. I think they're going to close up those events, and we're going to be kind of. I wouldn't say another lockdown. I'm just saying that those events aren't going to be as available as they are now. You know, unless they're going to have um, something indoors, and I don't think they're going to risk a lot of um, business owners aren't going to list that uh, risk that. So I think, yes, twelve twelve months from now, if I if I still maintain, I think that's going to be a great benefit because of the relationships I've built here. I I'm hanging out with awesome DJs from not only the Bay Area, but from Los Angeles, New York, Canada, different countries. And I think these, these relationships are going to continue even after COVID. And I think that's what's going to be the most important because, you know, next time I go up to Canada, I'm going to want to, I want to get down with you. You know what I mean? Or next time I go to LA, I want to hang out with like Remark and Beastang and all these other dope DJs that I look up to here on Twitch. And I just think if I put in the work, and keep maintaining this kind of this energy and this positivity and grow with with the community for the next 12 months you know you never know where it's going to take you back when it's in real life you know because i think people are going to see that i i honestly think people are going to go hey what have you been doing the last 12 months you know how many twitch followers do you have you know to get gigs mm -hmm. after that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i really yeah, I, I really think so because there's no other way to kind of uh to see you know, what you've been doing the past 12 months. 
For sure. If uh, you're doing um, like a wedding client or a corporate client or just like a nightclub person, they're going to be like, what have you been doing in the meantime? And if you have nothing to show, um, you know, you better have something kind of somewhere in there to provide for them because uh, right. they want to know that you're just still working. But even though you're not really working, you're working because you're out there doing your passion. You're a DJ. You're supposed to be playing music. You know, if you really enjoy this, you should be out there and figuring the stuff out. And um, yeah, putting the time in and learning all this stuff because they're looking for self-starters, you know, people who take initiative. And if you're already live streaming right now, you're already ahead of the game, I'd say. Um, Yes, and uh, and when you come to Vancouver, when you do, this is a seawall, right? Yes, here. let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's one of the best features of Vancouver. Um, and on that note, I have a link here that I'm going to post for everybody. Um, that one right there for Mel. And uh, if you enjoyed this interview, um, if there's uh, yes, if there's nice anything nice. you want to say, um, whether it's as a question or a comment or maybe something I perhaps maybe missed. Um, cause we are doing only 30 minutes, which isn't enough time, but I want to keep this flowing here. Um, but we're going to bring him back, uh, for a second interview. And we're also going to bring his brother, living proof SF as well. So that's going to be in the works. So anything that you guys can drop in there, that would be super beneficial. And on that note, I'm going to try to, uh, move over to a small little musical, um, break here with uh, DJ strobe. So Stop, we're going to rate him. Yes. And let me know if it goes through. Um, I'm doing this through StreamYards to try to rate him, but um, sometimes that has not been working. DJ Strobe. There we go. Already rate and process. Perfect. Thanks, Butch. Thanks, Marky. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Uh, was it Defy is in here, too? Yes, he is. Defy yes. Is also, he's also a jump roper, too. So. Uh, I can't wait to jump rope with him sometime soon. Oh, you guys have not done that yet. Not yet. No, I just realized like he also jumps rope. So that's another connection. See, si, senor, I see you on point. Yeah, man. Thank you for all these great soon. comments. Yes. And I'm kind of going back here while the raid is going so we can see them. Who has been your most... Um, favorite person that you've met or favorite people that you've met? Cause I know that there has been some people that are like, wow, that was the DJ that I've been like waiting to meet for so long. And now I've actually spoken to them. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> is that for you? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I don't think I had a, um, one of those moments yet. I mean, there's some great DJs that I've, that I've witnessed and met and stuff like that. But honestly, I think the one who's influenced me the most, I think, uh, that I I consider a friend now is a guy named DJ B Stang. Uh, B Stang is from uh, the Snapback crew in Los Angeles and Vegas. So those are two places I would never just bump into him randomly at his uh, nightclubs or anything like that ever. So he's really inspired me to to really uh, step my game up for as far as overlays. So and he and he's been a uh, a mentor too. He's he's helped me on a few occasions on. Uh, tech stuff. So I consider him a good friend and I'm really, I'm really happy to have met him. Aww. Well, thank you for sharing that with us and with me here. And let's see if it has gone through. Looks like it. Looks like it. Okay, perfect. So I'm just going to end broadcast here. Hey, you. 
Hope you enjoyed that interview with DJ Mel SF, who is killing it on the Twitch world. So you can find him on twitch.tv slash DJ Mel SF. And he is also doing interviews and talks. He's also doing tons of raids that he organizes. Uh, he's got a Discord that's going on. So be sure to check him out and give him a quick follow. All right. Have an amazing day, everyone. Take care.